five seconds to submergence. Submergence deep into the absurd. No, Michelin Ultra is definitely the best beer. Um, as far as just a plain beer, um, I like it the most. If I'm it's drinking awesome. a Corona, I'll always have a lime with it. Yeah. It, if but, I don't have a lime with a Corona, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't taste right. It's a sin. It's a sin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get it. We have Daniel Torres today. On the Into the Absurd podcast, we're going to get into alternative medicine and relationships, as well as the concept of being your authentic self, especially as you're going through early adulthood and you're navigating through, I mean, relationships, family problems, career choices, all these things that are kind of just pushing us around in our young age and maybe we'll get into what it means to become a man especially in the modern day so thank you for having me on greg i appreciate it I'm yeah excited. welcome yeah never done anything like this but uh i'm looking forward to it <laughs> cool yeah cool uh and a special thanks to Daniel for the Mikla Ultras. You're so. very welcome. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how... You're a massage therapist. Licensed massage therapist. Licensed right. massage therapist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, there's it's a technical term at that right. point. But yeah, so I... Uh, I don't know. I got into massage therapy around... 2019 i've only been doing it for a year and a half now i consider myself pretty good um the reason i got into it though was uh so january 2019 i was in college at north hydro community college just getting my associate's degree and that january my uh, father he actually is the one that kind of like pushed me towards that with his health issues that he's uh, had over the years. He's a type 2 diabetic and he had a diabetic ulcer. I don't know if you know what that is. I do not. So a diabetic ulcer is when you're a diabetic, say you have uh, you have peripheral neuropathy, which is uh, you lose sensation in your uh, feet and your hands. Uh most of the time, it's in your hands. Like you can't really feel small, uh, distinct uh, items. Uh, what doctors will do uh, when uh, they're testing you for peripheral neuropathy, they'll have you sit at the edge of their bed or whatever, and they'll take a feather and uh, they'll brush the bottom of your foot. <clears throat> and if you can't feel that, then that's a display that you might have peripheral neuropathy. Peripheral neuropathy. So that's what my dad had, and he actually. At the time, we were moving uh, homes, and he kicked a box, not knowing it at the time. He actually, uh, uh, when he kicked it, the nail on his P90 
pinky toe just completely came off and he was sweating doing all this other types of moving and that diabetic ulcer led to a bone infection and that bone infection uh, developed rapidly and uh, he ultimately can i pause you for a second yeah go for it it. what is a bone infection bone infection infect the marrow or yeah so bone infection it will uh develop rapidly the infection will go uh from tissue and then transfer to uh the bone and it will uh kind of decay and make the bone uh dead it, it when you look at a bone wow. it it looks like a white bone right like you've mm-hmm. seen and uh, but when you have a bone infection that whiteness in the bone is completely black and almost uh, a little gray <clears throat> so that's what my dad had in his uh uh lateral uh two toes his uh, pinky toe and then the fourth toe uh and that ultimately led to uh, a worse infection up his foot and the doctors they figured we uh, need to do an operation uh, in order to save your uh, leg because in the big broad picture they're trying to save his leg they're trying to save his health and they're not as much worried about the foot and the lower part of the leg so in January he actually got a 2019 uh, below the knee amputation about if you were to take your hand and move it down uh, below your knee two lengths. Uh, that's about how far they took. So that happened, and <clears throat> I saw how massage therapy uh, and physical therapy, as well as uh, all the other like PT, uh, that helped his recovery and his mood. It was mainly his mood, and it just made him a happier person towards the end of the day. And massage therapy is uh, what helped him. And ultimately, that's why I wanted to get into it. Um, So I got into massage therapy, peak COVID. It was awful. And if you could imagine being a therapist around that time, it's a lot like when you're going to school, it's more hands-on, right? Like yeah. you're doing a lot of uh, manual manipulation of the muscle tissues and all that type of stuff. And then March 20 is when we went online schooling. So we did a lot more of our... March 2020? Yeah, March 2020. Okay. Peak COVID type shit. Uh, we went in and we did uh, Zoom calls instead of like meeting in person. And that's when we got a lot of our curriculum done, like uh, pathology, uh, kinesiology, anatomy and physiology, and ethics. Uh, so, and then that I, it's, it was a year-long program that I did. We weren't online the entire year. We oh, were only online for about a month, just about month of March, and then went back uh, to the classroom and started working uh, with the tissues and uh, yeah I was there for a year is at uh, a school called the American Institute of uh, Clinical Massage it's actually in uh, Post Falls uh, I don't know if you know where the Highlands Golf Course is at I think I might know where it's at not 100% sure it's kind of like when you first drive in and it's over 
Is it toward the right? Uh, which direction are you coming from or going? <laughs> Sorry, like yeah. Sorry, yeah. you're you're driving from Coeur d'Alene to Post Falls. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be on your right hand side? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, do you know where? I'll try and use a few landmarks. Uh, Sonic is over in Post yeah. Falls. Yeah. It's up that little mountain. That, uh, yeah, that's where I thought. That's yeah. where my I think my grandma used to live there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she lived in the Highlands. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Anyways, yeah, so that's where I went to school, uh, moved over to Post, not Post Falls, moved over to Seattle uh, right after school. I was okay. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't not enjoy it, but I definitely enjoy living in Coeur d'Alene a lot more than Seattle. Um, and now I'm starting a new job, but uh, I've told you this, but it's a long process with this new place. It's a new career, or it's a new uh, clinic, and yeah, they're just taking their time trying to fill my schedule and whatnot. But once my schedule is filled, I'll be good. And what are they called, if you don't mind? Uh, yeah, uh, so it's a clinic off of... Uh, Appleway, right? Uh, it's kind of off of Appleway. It's okay. technically off of... Uh, it's called Optimal Living Institute okay. uh, off of... Fuck, I don't know what that is. I don't have to cuss on here. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you can <laughs> say uh, all you want. Off of Howard okay. Street, uh, in Coeur d'Alene. Okay. Yeah, so it's a new clinic, really nice building. Uh, they yeah, do chiropractic work. There's a few other uh, holistic uh, opportunities there. They work a lot of with with uh, cl- uh, clients with and patients that have uh, cancer. Uh, there is one of the uh, modalities that are offered there is uh, an alternative way uh, for treating breast cancer. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. Um, they work with lasers. <laughs> I don't know exactly what that means, just because like they showed me and I was like, okay, what is this? And they said I was gonna be trained in it. So once I uh, get trained in that, that'll be kind of cool. I don't know exactly what it is. <laughs> So, all right. Do, do you know anything about it, or I have seen like a like I've seen what the machine looks like, and that's about it. It's just like something that you. They said that it's something that would go towards the end of a, a massage treatment, and it's uh, it's like laser heat therapy. Okay. So it like. what I would imagine it would be like something like is like the hotness to icy hot type of thing yeah it's probably kind of like those like steamed rocks or whatever that they do in some massage therapy that is more along the spa side of things okay and I feel like this is going to be more like technical and clinical well yeah (laughs) I mean lasers lasers dude (laughs) Uh, okay but yeah, I'll get trained in that and that'll just kind of be something, a different modality that I do. For my specific type of massage, I like to, I am very proficient in uh, Swedish deep tissue and sports massage. Okay. I try to implement all of those techniques into every one of my massages with uh, every uh, uh, client and patient. 
they and all like all uh, specifically work with some clients on like areas that they're having trouble with like a lot of clients have low back issues they'll have sciatica they'll have thoracic outlet syndrome and I'll just kind of work around their needs so that's that's awesome yeah I, I mean I love what I do it's uh definitely chose the right career path for me I mean especially with my uh dad's situation I felt like it was the right move to do yeah, and I think uh, people really underestimate the the power of uh, alternative healing methods. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just going to the doctor, they give you some drugs and, <laughs> and yeah. whatnot. You know, you gotta get uh, you gotta go to physical therapy. You gotta get a massage. Yeah. Um, and I think the uh, the biggest thing is just moving as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um... I mean, some of the top athletes, they'll do cupping, like fucking Michael Phelps. He, you saw, like, in the Olympics when he was in the Olympics, he had cupping. Uh, I don't know if you know who uh, Chris Bumstead is. I don't. Uh, he's uh, a three-time uh, Mr. Olympian, like, body lifter or wow. uh, bodybuilder. He does uh, massage therapy and acupuncture. Uh, he's a big dude, and he does it, like, weekly or bi-weekly, and... It's just something a lot of, like, top athletes will do. And that's what I ultimately want to do is, like, something with athletes. Like, I would love to be, like, on the field uh, as, like, a massage uh, therapist trainer. Like, if a athlete or someone, whoever I'm uh, with at that time, they get, like, a Charlie horse on the side of the field, I'm able to... Uh, or a stinger, I can help them uh, work through that. And I almost had the opportunity to work with UW. That was so close. I was so excited. If I would have gotten that job, I would have moved back to Seattle. Yeah. But they ultimately went with a different, more experienced trainer. Or not trainer, yeah. uh, <clears throat> therapist. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, they, they, they still have all my information and they just went with someone more experienced. At the end of the day, I've only been doing this for a year. I mean, to even get an opportunity like that is a win in my book. And Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, you're lucky to, to be doing what you're doing, uh, doing something that you feel passionate about. And, you know, you don't have to sit. You don't have to sit all day behind a desk and you, no. you get a got to communicate with people and like ultimately you're helping everyone mm-hmm. uh, everyone's happy it's a very uh so. therapeutic job in my eyes just because i'm working with so many people they like are either when they come in to see me and get a massage and a treatment from myself they're either either really happy to see me like oh my gosh I'm so excited for this or uh, towards the end of the uh, treatment and they're leaving they're like oh my god I needed that type of thing and that to me is it's satisfying you know like yeah. I'm able to help those people uh, live a better life. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a massage before? Like, I don't really like massages. Fair um, enough. A lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah, I feel it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, it's like 
it's just I mean, maybe I just haven't had a good one. It's usually no, just it's like... No, it's completely fine. I mean, there's so many people that I know that are like, no, don't touch with everything. And it's not for most people. Yeah. I've given a lot of massages, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, um, like, amateurly, like, before I even went into school, I, that's what I was doing uh, with my father. Is like, he's like, oh, can you, like put an elbow in my shoulder really quick or along yeah to like in this time yeah and yeah. you know on on a swim team i used to give everyone massages i would just like be the massage guy yeah right. yeah and it's like yeah it does like it feels good when you know that you're in you're helping their performance yeah. by like rubbing out like like whatever needs to be like rub down or whatever. I don't know the technical terms, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I use terms like uh, manual manipulation of the tissue instead of like rub out because it just sounds funny. Rub out, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, I was gonna ask you, uh, you you work out at Planet Fitness. Do you have the what type of membership do you have? Do you have like the gold or just a normal one? Just a normal ten dollar one. Okay. Uh, I I have the twenty dollar one, and it gets you the hydro massage chairs okay. that they have over there, and like the yeah normal massage chairs over there. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, definitely not, in my opinion, at least, uh, as good as a, a treatment as if it were to be like with an actual human being yeah. but if you're just getting into massage get like a like one of those types of massage where it's like with the yeah. chair massage or the hydro uh pressure massage or even like a, a theragun or like massage gun i have one of those those are nice and those are great for like warming up your tissues uh before you're going to work out or like on a hike or you come back from a workout and you need to like or you're sore those are great so, so ultimately what does a massage do to your muscles to your tissues so there's a few things um the top two or three that i can think of off the top of my head are one and these are in no particular order <clears throat> one is being your creating uh, circulation to bring nutrients, minerals, and water ultimately to that tissue to rehydrate it, to renutrize it, and uh, get it uh, a recovery, basically. And then a second thing is, it's kind of like a workout, because if you think about it, your tissues, they're, uh, <clears throat> the best way that I can explain it, they are, if you were to link your fingers, together like this right and if you uh i were to go over that tissue with my elbow or like my knuckles or along those anything along those lines it's going to stretch that tissue out and <clears throat> that ultimately is if you're getting into like working out or something along those lines that's what you're doing as well you're stretching that muscle out so it's in a sense kind of a, a workout as well um and then it's working out knots. Like you have like tense areas, you have sore spots, uh, 
those areas are going to ultimately feel like they are going to be stretched and uh, you'll feel better at the end so of the day. So what is a knot? Well, that, that's right. kind of what I was like, explaining. Like, so oh, this, yeah. like when I was explaining with the fingers across, right? This is basically your tissue fibers. They run, there's a few different patterns. There's linear, there's uh, parallel, there's perpendicular. The, your eye sockets are uh, orbital. Uh, and uh, your mouth, you have like an orbital. But I don't do anything around like... Uh, uh, the face. Yeah, I'm just adjusting the mic. Yeah, I don't do any uh, tissue work around the face unless it's... I do some limb drainage, but anyways, that's beside the point. Uh, so it's not, just like bunched up. It's bunched up, bunched tissue, up tissue that is uh, almost kind of like a small, small micro cramp and okay. that you're not really feeling. And uh, a lot of the times when I'm working tissue and working with uh, my clients and patients, they'll think that they like they have like a knot i'm using quotations but ultimately it's just a crossroad of all the different muscles and it's just getting caught on those other muscles so like for example your shoulders and your back they your uh your rhomboids and like scapula area right around there there's like eight or nine different muscles that are just crossing like uh perpendicular uh diagonal and when you move around, it's ultimately, uh, it, might, it might get like a hinge or like a, a like stuck and that's what the client is feeling and they think it's a knot and it's really like you just need to stretch those muscles out to where you can uh, have more mobility and you won't feel it as much, which is what I try to explain a lot. Uh, every now and then I'll feel a lot of muscles uh, in the low back and uh, hips area. They'll have a lot of knots and stuff like that. So you, you're familiar with Wim Hof, right? Yeah. Do you like look into any of this um, at, as far as when you're thinking about treating someone with massage therapy, do you consider telling them about like Wim Hof and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, so I, I'll make a few recommendations uh, to my clients, uh, whether that be like stretching, uh, uh, not so much the like, I'll, I'll, I'll suggest like a cold shower every now and then, not yeah. like breathing techniques by like, oh, you should go look up Wim Hof type of thing. Um, but Wim Hof! <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll suggest, like, uh, my biggest thing that I uh, will suggest is a tropical ointment or topical ointment called Biofreeze. It's okay. a really good, like, uh, icy hot recovery type of thing. And I use that all the time uh, for, like, if I'm feeling sore in my, like, joints. It's really good for uh, your knees or... Excuse me. Uh, muscle tissue uh, aches, uh, like with your low back or something along those lines. So this is kind of moving to a different topic, but yeah. um, as far as mental health is a really big 
problem in the United States mm -hmm. and especially just in Western countries in general, like English, really English speaking countries, uh, mental health is the worst, mm -hmm. um, like in Canada, England, Australia, New Zealand, um, and obviously like people in New Zealand speak, um, I'm pretty sure they actually speak like other languages, but uh, that's besides point. Mental health is a big issue, and have you noticed that, or have you learned anything about the effect of massage therapy on mental health? Yeah, so one of the uh, classes that I took in school for massage therapy was ethics, and as well as pathology. So we learned about like all the different mental uh, pathologies. I don't, can't really remember them off the top of my head, and then the ethics around those and how <clears throat> massage therapy can ultimately change someone's mood you know you go in there thinking um, like you're down and you're in the slumps uh, it ultimately is gonna make that uh, person that uh, client that uh, patient they're gonna come out with a better mood i mean there's so many studies where it just improves your daily mood uh, yeah, I mean, I've had clients come in that just are there for relaxation. Like, I do do relaxation massages. I'm not like, I'm going to say I don't. And, uh, yeah, they come out and they're better for it. Like, I, uh, a lot of clients, that's what they're going for. I mean, they, they'll get a prescription from their doctor when I was working with uh, insurances and stuff along those lines. They'll get prescriptions for like just better mental health and massage therapy is a great way to do that at the end of the day a lot of older clients actually they'll just come in for the physical uh touch of it like they're not uh i don't know what their situations are but what i've learned is a lot of times the older clients like i wouldn't say geriatric um but close to that and maybe some geriatric clients themselves will just come in for being touched because they're not going to be getting that uh, to their uh, in their day to day life, right? Yeah. If you think about it. Um, I think a lot of people these days are deprived of being touched. Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially the past couple of years, you know, with COVID and everything. Yeah, especially and, with COVID. Um, yeah, I mean. People don't hug each other as much as they used to, or and a lot of people are closed off. They're staying at their home. They're not going out, and um, yeah, it's sad. Mm -hmm. um, are you familiar with psychological dualism? Explain it. It's essentially. Um, we'll have to go back to Descartes. Do you know who Descartes is? That's okay. He's just a he's just a philosopher. I think Danish. Not one hundred percent sure, but he was around a while ago. I think in the seventeen hundreds. And really, I'm pretty sure he's the father of modern science. Um, not one hundred percent sure about that, but he's the guy who said, "I think, therefore I am." Mm. Right. And I have a f few problems with this. Uh, one he's instigating a certain amount of psychological dualism in the sense that the mind and the body are separate. Yeah, I could definitely see that. 
Um, I think, therefore I am, right? Uh, as if thinking is the only thing that comes in play when we're thinking about being, right? About existing. Mm -hmm. When reality, one cannot think without their body because the body has the brain, right? So when I think of this, uh, you cannot separate the mind from the body. No. Um, you, you just can't. It's mm -mm. Uh, the mind and the body are together. The body is the mind. The mind is the body. Some people will challenge that, honestly, though, because, like, uh, they'll go on some, like, DMT or, like, ayahuasca trip and then <laughs> say, like, oh, I was totally out of this world. I was like, okay. <laughs> I've never done that, but I'm just, like, kind of playing devil's advocate at that point. Continue. Yeah, no, like, uh, yeah, you'll think, okay, like, I, my body doesn't matter, but the, the body really does matter. And because clean body, clean mind, when you're, when you're healthier, when you treat your body, how it should be treated, uh, your mind ha feels that positive effect because your mind is a part of your body. And I'm saying this because, you know, like as a massage therapist, mm -hmm. um, you're not just healing people's bodies, you're healing their minds too yeah I, and with that uh being able to do all that stuff me personally i like to live a healthy and active lifestyle like i'm not gonna just kind of throw all that away i've told you this i used to be 220 in high yeah. school and then took one nutrition health class when i was in college at mic and it just completely changed me yeah and being able to live a healthy and active lifestyle is a big part of your mental health. I always felt more, I had like my uh, clear-minded and uh, focused whenever I am doing those types of things, you know? Yeah, and um, I think like learning about health, learning about your body is it's it's very important mm -hmm. um so you <laughs> just because you brought it up yeah. um you you brought up ayahuasca yeah <laughs> and this is a, an alternative medicine mm -hmm. right and do you ever look into alternative medicines not just for mental health like uh like lion's mane for instance you were telling me about the other day yeah lion's mane is great for your uh, brain and memory specifically at least i have a long family history of dementia and i'm trying not to get that and ultimately lion's mane mushrooms are a good alternative uh and supplement to do that that's why i take it at least yeah i think i think there's lots of just natural medicines that people can take that are a lot healthier for your body than you know like all the antidepressants and all that um yeah. like for instance i think it's called saint john's wort have you heard of that before mm -mm. what is that it's this plant that people can take i believe it's for anxiety and depression 
Then like something would be taken with the like a T or something. Uh, you, I perhaps, yeah. but you, I think most people just take it in capsules. Okay. So, yeah, there's a Saint John's what? Saint John's Wort. Saint John's. Yeah, it's kind of a weird name, but how'd you figure this out? Uh, in one of my psychology classes, actually, oh, okay. I took a clinical psychology class in college. Mm -hmm. So they talked about St. John's wart when we were going over depression, and anxiety. Um, it's, it's interesting. I'm not 100% sure how it works. Uh, I've taken it before. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I felt the effects, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> how long did you take it for? Just a month. Just a month. Yeah. Is it expensive or no? It's uh, it's less expensive than Lion's Mane. Oh, okay. Well, that's so, nice. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. The, okay. So, I think I was reading, what was it? Civilized to Death by Chris Ryan, which I'm pretty sure I brought up on this podcast way Multiple too many times. times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's okay. Um, I, I think there's pretty sure this is the book that i saw this in not 100 percent sure but they're talking about how in tribal communities with shamans and whatnot um when you're able to tell people and make them believe that you're healing them they're able to heal because our minds are Again, they're 100% connected to our bodies, right? So the, the placebo effect is very much a real thing mm -hmm. in the sense that when you believe something is happening, it might start to happen to your body, right? Or it, when you believe that something's happening to your body, it might start to happen to your body. Mm -hmm. um, and with that said, that's why a, a lot of these placebos like... Uh, You'll see these, like what's it called, Ollie gummies. Have you heard of those? Mm -mm. They're just these. <laughs> there's these uh, gummies that you can buy at, like nutrient stores that that they'll have like all these labels like sleep, um, stay focused, or whatever like that. Yeah. And it just I has a bunch of herbal stuff yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and all like, that uh, kind of just lose uh, twenty pounds and. Like those types of ones too. You know, you talking. You know what I'm talking about. I'm like the like um, the lose twenty pounds fast or whatever type of thing. Like yeah. Take this pill. Yeah. You think or no? Am I on the right track with that or no? No, no, I agree. I think okay. stuff like that could work as well. Um, it's also, I think when you do stuff like that, you end up doing other things that help you. Mm uh like with your goal um like for instance if i can't fall asleep mm -hmm. i'll take a melatonin and then along with the melatonin i'll also meditate yeah yeah i'll try to meditate as well um and like obviously melatonin isn't a placebo because whenever i take melatonin i always feel like my eyes get heavy i'm not actually being tired my eyes they just get super 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 heavy yeah and that's what ultimately makes me fall asleep but i don't feel very tired at the end of the day when i take a melatonin i'll meditate i like i meditated last night to go to sleep and it was just 
way better than taking melatonin. It's more holistic. <laughs> yeah, for, for some reason, for me, when I meditate, it doesn't always make me feel relaxed at the end. Sometimes it makes me feel more energized. Really? It's a problem. Do you so. overthink a lot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I listened to this meditation last night. I'll have to get it to it for you. But uh, it was a really good one. And uh, I just completely passed out afterwards. Like, they were, like at the end of the meditation, they're like, oh, you can sit here for as long as you want type of thing. And I was it did exactly that. And then... <clears throat> I like started to doze off and then another video started to play. I don't know what it was, but like it, that just like it blew up and like the sound from that. It was like, whoa, I woke up for a <laughs> second, had to turn it off and then just went yeah. back to sleep. So I'll have to get it for you. Um, cool. Yeah. So as far as this is your passion and when you're a young adult, and you're pursuing your passion, it can get kind of difficult because there's a lot of people who will doubt you. Um, lots of people who won't support you for whatever reason. Or they'll say, like, why don't you just do this? Blah, blah, blah. Do you ever get any of that? I mean, I see so much shit from, for being a massage therapist. I mean, yeah. during the... Like, I always try to correct people whenever they say masseuse. Yeah. So masseuse is a term that masseuse and masseur they're both they're both French words. One is for uh, a she, one is for a he. Uh, masseur is he, masseuse is she. Uh, those terms are associated with the seventies and eighties uh, for the happy endings, and that's yeah. what I always like try to correct people on, uh, as well as just the happy ending jokes in general i always i always i mean i see it all the time and at the end of the day they don't phase me at this point but i i do try and make it a priority whenever someone says uh masseuse and monsieur yeah Um, that's the only like it's not anybody specifically that has said that um but it's just if someone does i like when i'm up at like out at the bars or like just talking to like i'm a client or something along those lines i try to correct them at that point yeah i mean that makes sense i don't think i've even heard that word in a while masseuse and monsieur yeah yeah i mean it's good (laughs) right i mean yeah uh it's something i learned when i was in massage therapy school that makes sense yeah yeah i mean i'll yeah i guess i haven't really I mean, I want to be a writer, right, an author, mm-hmm. and I haven't really received that much criticism for that. Yeah. So. That's good, dude. Yes. I mean, as long as people are supportive. I mean, yeah. I always try to keep supportive people around in my life. Like, uh, there are a few people that I'm like, I should probably cut that relationship off, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't and I won't just because, like, yeah. They're fun to hang out with, you know? That makes sense. From time to time. No, I, I feel the same way about some people where... That's, like, one of the things that, like, I want to get into it more and start doing as I get older. What? Just, I, like, just specifically, like, being around more responsible people, like... Yeah. And uh, just 
being around those types of people is ultimately going to help you um, be a better person, make better life decisions. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but sometimes some people just suck you for life. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. You, you can't really avoid it. Um, you could if you just move, but it's so hard to move nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, and then you'll have to visit. And <laughs> Who says you'll have to visit, though? That's the thing. That's true. That's Unless true. they're family, then... Yeah. Mm. So, as far as, like, moving into adulthood, what do you think it means to be a man? Um, when what I was growing up, being a man just means being able to... Not necessarily provide for your household as the sole bread maker, but more so as being a supportive uh, family member, uh, whether that be a father, an uncle, uh, uh, brother. Uh, and I think <clears throat> ultimately being, in, being the man of the house doesn't really have any say nowadays. Yeah. I mean, you can be the dude you can be the guy in the house but ultimately <laughs> ultimately you're gonna be there with someone yeah in my eyes and i think at that point you should you should try to do your best like obviously uh, bring in your fair share type of thing uh but yeah i don't i don't i really i don't really know i mean i'm i'm not necessarily a man of my house i mean i try i, I provide i uh, yeah i don't know I, I ultimately think i need a family before i'm able to answer that question not even a family just like i don't know someone to like hang out with a woman and i guess the biggest thing you? isn't necessarily like what you do as a man, I guess it's just uh, how you interact. It's a loaded interact. question. It's a loaded question. I yeah, it, it's a loaded question. I think it's about like what you do with your family um, and time. how you interact with them. That quality time. Yeah, quality time um, and just being nice to them. Yeah. But yeah, like the time thing is important, being patient, listening. That's ultimately why I wanted to move back to Coeur d'Alene. Uh, when I was, excuse me, when I was in Seattle, I felt like I was closed off, and my family was more closed off. I was, uh, I missed things that I really wish I didn't miss. You know, like yeah, uh, I think I was telling you about this yesterday or the day before. Like my grandmother's passing away i missed that wasn't even here for that my niece's birth wasn't here for that wish i was here for that and then just seeing my family more i mean now that i'm here it's like okay i can i could use a break from now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i feel that but i think that's what moving out and being able to be close to them and like with them is going to ultimately be nice. And I feel like, okay, moving back to like being a man type of thing, I think 
we all have this idea of like we all want to strive and we all want to be the best person we can be but like we never take in uh like i want to try and do more of this i want i never stop and like just appreciate what i already have i'm always working towards something i'm always Mm -hmm. trying to do something better and ultimately that is gonna eat away and I'll, i'll create this false reality that for myself and i ultimately won't be able to enjoy the time that i will have with my family with whoever my friends you know so i always i i think i'm gonna start trying to start implementing like dude you need to slow down like you that that that's a little too far and i don't know what that is but you know no i agree um sometimes i'm way too focused on like trying to write and stuff and like this podcast that i kind of just forget about the fact that i'm not going to be here that long and i should probably spend more time with my friends and my family yeah um that like I'm, I'm spending all this time focused on trying to be, like, I guess, quote unquote, be someone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, be an author, um, and I'm not. Maybe I'm not spending enough time being with someone. If that makes sense. No, um, yeah. I mean, I ultimately, I always, I was just saying, contradicting myself, like. Sometimes I want to be with my family. Sometimes I don't want to be with my family. And I feel like at the end of the day, it's a happy medium that you have to find, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to go spend some time with my family. I want to actually, yeah, I want to go spend some time with my family, like my dad and my uh younger sister go see like a movie or something <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be nice um yeah and i gotta go up to your your property yeah definitely dude like during the summer uh it'll be so fun we'll take a float down Lane river and cool uh we'll have some of these nickel ultra <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i'll buy i'll buy the next round yeah. cool um so I did want to get in relationships. We obviously don't have to talk about our specific situations, mm-hmm. but um, as far as both of us have had girlfriends, both of us have been through breakups. Um, I have cheated in the past on a girl, um, and it was horrible, um, and I regret it. I really, really regret it. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you, break up. But yeah, I mean, I don't know where you want to go with this. Well, basically, I think the root of the problem is that I wasn't being my authentic self around my girlfriend. Um, I wasn't opening up to her. I wasn't telling her about my feelings. I wasn't really even trying yeah. to I, do that. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I feel that too. Like towards the end of my relationship, at least the last like I don't know, I'd say six to three months. The last six to three months of my relationship, I just started to either <clears throat> not be as committed or start to just push her away, and I think. I was telling you and Sam this ultimate the other day, like being able to take time to spend more time with her specifically in that time, like either and stop watching fucking porn. Yeah. If I would have stopped watching porn like a month or two months in advance, I feel like I would still be with the person today, you know? Yeah. I don't know why or how that affected it so much. But ever since then, I feel like I've had <clears throat> more of a commitment to try and make any type of relationship, whether it be a girlfriend or a friend like yourself, uh, just a stronger bond with them. I don't know. Yeah, because you're kind of replacing the bond that you have with that person with pornography. Um, and there's also the other situation where um, I've done this with almost all of my ex-girlfriends is that we texted too much. Yeah. Um, and I think in, in a sense, that's a, you and them are almost participating in this ad addictive activity of texting each other. Mm. And you're not really talking to each other. You're really talking to the um, written word uh, translation of yeah. them. Te if that texting makes sense. loses so much translation and yeah. uh, emphasis in mm -hmm. like words and stuff like that. Like uh, we've, I, I've been uh, on Tinder for a while now. Probably like a week actually. Uh, okay. And I've, Lit. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple of matches, but then. It's just, it goes nowhere because, like, you're just texting. You know? Is there a call option on Tinder? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know if I would want to call, though. I just, I would rather, like, meet up in person, you know? Yeah. Like, I would, Tinder, is, it's got this, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fuck. Uh, stigma? Is that the right word? Yeah, stigma. Or, yeah, it's got this stigma where it's, like, you only meet up to have... Yeah, to fuck. To fuck. But, like, that's not what I ultimately want to do. I I am ultimately there to make a connection with someone to, uh, I ultimately just want to talk to someone, too, yeah. at the end of the day. And there was this one chick that I talked to. I actually got her Snapchat off of Tinder. Okay. And, like, I don't know, though. Like, she is, uh, she's like, I told her that. I was like, hey, I just... I just want to fucking talk to someone at the end of the day type of thing. And she's like, oh, yeah, me too. Like, here's my Snapchat. And once I got her Snapchat, she just doesn't talk. Uh, <laughs> she's just geez. not there type of thing. I don't, I'm like, I'm going to move past it. Or, you know, like, I'll, yeah. I might probably stop uh, talking to her type of thing. But, yeah, yeah, uh, just someone to talk to at the end of the day. And that, that honestly, like anyone yeah and be honest with them be honest honesty is key honesty is key. Yeah. i didn't do a lot of that when i was in uh my relation my pre most previous relationship 
I didn't do that in any of mine. Any of yours? Yeah. No, it was, uh... I mean, there, there were times. I mean, I lied about my feelings. I didn't really lie a whole lot about, like, what yeah, I was doing. Yeah, like, when she asks, like, oh, how are you yeah. doing, type of thing. And you're like, oh, oh I'm, I'm good. fine, type of thing. You're not fine. You, like, you want to say something, but then it's like, I would rather... I'm not a conflict type of guy. Like, I don't go out trying to, like, fight someone or yeah, anything along those lines. Too. I don't go looking for that. It, I'm in the same way with the relationship. I, if I were to, if it was possible for me to avoid a fight in a relationship, I would rather do that. I mean, I obviously know that not every relationship's going to be perfect. You're going to have your fights, but like, I don't know. It's just something about it. I, I wish, I wish I could like control it. And I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a very controlling dude at the end of the day. But that is one thing where it's like, if I could, I would want to. Do you think you're your authentic self in relationships or in your past ones? Um, definitely my most recent one. I feel like I was better about it than okay. the, mo- the previous ones. Uh, I definitely think I can work on some things. That's for sure. Um... And ultimately, like, I'm, I'm the type of guy that's not going to date someone unless I'm, like, certain, like, it might go somewhere. Like, I might marry the girl type of thing. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. If I feel like there's no possibility that we're going to get married in the future, then I cut it off. Yeah. And... I but a lot of times it's possible. So. Yeah, I'm with you, Greg. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's easy to... For, for me, I kind of, the thing that I do is that as soon as I start dating them, I start trying to think of, like, I think of the things that I don't like about them. I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I guess I could, like, I start trying to find ways to justify those things and then thinking, like, okay, I can handle those. I can handle those. See, that's yeah. what I felt like when I was in Seattle. Yeah. Where it's like, the city of Seattle, it's, uh, there's a lot of homeless people and there is, uh, a different way of life. And I was like, oh, this will be fine. Like I have a chance to, if I live here to change those types of things, if I were to vote. But, and if at the end of the day, I, it just, those little things, uh, just kept adding up adding yeah. up and they became a big thing and that's what ultimately made me want to move back to Coeur d'Alene. and yeah. I think that's fine in your case like I will probably do the same thing and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just going to try and find something I think I say all this right but I'm, I haven't even talked to a fucking girl just because like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's hard dude it's like they don't like being yeah. single and uh, it sucks being single. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's way better to have someone. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we're social creatures. We're not really meant to be alone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I I think everything in life kind of comes down to your relationship with it, and having a healthy relationship. Um, and ha- having a healthy relationship with yourself like this goes with 
drugs. This goes with the towns that you're living in, um, the people that you're with. Um, Because, like, anyone can drink beer, right? But some people are alcoholics because their relationship with alcohol is bad. They Mm. depend on it too heavily. Um, Anyone can live in Seattle, right? But you can have a bad relationship with Seattle Mm. in the sense that um, maybe you don't utilize the public transportation enough and you waste too much money on gas or something like that. I don't know. Um, or with uh, being in a relationship, like a romantic relationship or a friendship, a lot of times we aren't honest with ourselves, at least I'm not, and I let it go on longer than I should um, because I'm not honest with them and I put on the facade of like Prince Charming or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not Prince Charming. I'm just Greg. So. I'm just Greg. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I felt like I was fairly open with my most previous relationship. There were times where I was super closed off, like, like I said, towards the six, six month mark or whatever, uh, towards the end of that. I was, there were times where I was like, yeah, I just, I'm fine type of thing. And I just wouldn't open up and I wish I would have, uh, I'm glad at the end of the day, you can be, you can love someone, but be glad you're not in that relationship anymore. And that's what yeah. ultimately I am. That's how I feel too. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for having me on, Greg. Yeah. Thank you so much, Daniel. I appreciate it.